0: Oh, let's go. On a Friday, it's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, let's start with the big breaking story of the morning. Josh, are we concerned about the potential fume inhaling that could take place today? That, in fairness, I brought up on this show yesterday. It was a concern of mine. We found out that it was more just the delay with my connection. But are are we are we good or is this going to end up like a Will Farrell and oh gosh what was the what was the movie where he got shot in the neck with a dart like crazy oh, old man. school old school is that what this show is going to end up with you in that glue infested Brown O'Haver studio
1: I've been made to believe that this is non toxic okay non I don't know th- there there should be no Ill effects here, though. I can tell you, oh, man, it is uh, strong in the studio. Ooh. So you're saying it's a good thing
0: that I'm not there today.
1: Oh, dude, you've you got to be thrilled.
0: It's, and Jalen's in today, too, right?
1: If he is, uh, he's not in, okay. he's not well, in I worry.
0: I would worry about his eligibility because I don't want any fumes that you're inhaling affect any kind of tests that he needs to take. So fingers crossed. So, But for now, you're good, right?
1: (laughs) For now, we're good, though. I have not been here long.
0: It's not a good sign.
1: Can we possibly set it up
0: where we string, say, at least the headsets and a microphone out the door so you could do segments outside? Is that possible? (laughs) I don't know, but it would certainly be welcomed. Like, just get an extra long headphone cord an extra long mic cord. We won't worry about guests or anything until, you know, our guests come on and we'll just we'll have a segment set for callers so you don't have to worry about that. And in that way, the only time you have to run in and out is to push the commercial button.
1: I have to say though, the studio itself looks great. Really? Oh man, you you're, you're going to love it. It looks so good. I'm excited to get to see it a week from
0: Tuesday. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, only I could have a vacation that comes right whenever we're debuting a brand new Brown O'Haver studio. Boo. Um, I'm really, really ju- Well, I hope you're okay. Listen, if you get lightheaded or anything, just just leave. You know me. I can go. I can roll if necessary. The only thing I for sure, for sure really need you for, Josh, for sure, for sure, well, outside of our camaraderie and your co-host of this show, but if you happen to- Concern yourself with getting lightheaded, feeling really, really high. Don't go anywhere if you feel high. But eleven a.m. You got to answer the phone when Dan Soder calls. That's the only thing for
1: today's show. <laughs> got it. Is yes. that good? Do
0: you have a good night at least last
1: night to lead into your fume infested Friday? Oh man, it's been uh, a great week. Been a great week. Just with OU media days this week still siphoning through some of what we saw and what we heard. And I didn't watch one drop. I, I meant to, I, I really meant to watch some of the preseason game last night, but you know, we were taping the podcast and then I got right. caught up doing some other things. And I, it, it got, it had like a mild delay at the beginning. Right. And then I just totally yeah. forgot about it.
0: Uh, I mean, listen, let's, let's be clear. The hall of fame game is, is usually typically, I said this to Toby, unless your team is playing, in said game, or maybe, I don't know, there's a player you want to watch, or you're a degenerate gambler, you're probably going to watch the kickoff and be like, ah, football's back. And then you go about your daily life, right? But then even last night, the kickoff was delayed by weather. So you're like, whoa, well, this things supposed to be kicking off right now? What's going on? And of course, got delayed by weather. Boo. But the good news is they played all four quarters, uh, had a chance to see Buzzy Bolton get an opportunity to play for the Raiders. He nearly, nearly had an interception last night. But for the most part, I don't know how else to put it, Josh. It was a preseason football game. There you go. It was better than the USFL, but it was still Jarrett Stidham versus Jake Luden. Good times. And your boy watched every single snap of it like it was a regular season game. I think I did a good job, though, of steering clear from over tweeting about it. Right. I didn't even put I don't think I put anything out there last night.
1: And we thank you for that. We we really do. We don't we don't need too many hot takes. You got to save those for the radio as, show.
0: As I've said a bazillion times. And listen, we're going to get to uh, like I said, the, the show's very I guess the term would be segmented today. Uh, we've committed our football Fridays to previewing conferences every week. Uh, and this week is the big 10. We're going to go through the over under win totals. I got a lot of good nuggets on Ohio state and Michigan. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make our way through the, the other 12 teams, but we'll, we'll hit the big 10 coming up in, in a 10 o'clock hour. We got our new castle casino top five stories of the day at 11 a.m. Uh, comedian Dan Soder is in town this weekend. So I, I begged and begged and begged and, uh, the Bricktown Comedy Club people hooked us up with the contact and his contact people were kind enough to get back to me, which is awesome. So Dan Soder coming up at eleven a.m. this morning. And then at the bottom of this hour, Josh Helmer, at nine, prepare yourself, nine thirty-five. You right? I got five camp starts today for the Sooners. I think um, I think I mistakenly said yesterday just because it's it's like this. This common thing that it went media day and then camp started. I don't know why my mind was wired that way. But the official first day of camp today for Oklahoma, they had their electric weigh-ins last night. And I've got five camp storylines to hit coming up at 9.30 this morning. So as you, I worked backwards there a little bit. Dan Soda at 11 a.m., a Big Ten preview in the 10 o'clock hour, and uh, five big storylines for OU fall camp coming up. At the bottom of this hour. But as as I've talked about many times, Josh Helmer, many, many times. I like the exhibition season. I love the preseason. I love camp. But to me, we're in camp season. Or have you seen so-and-so? He looks better than he ever has ever. Did you see uh, X, Y, and Z guys? Have you heard Aaron Rodgers talk about his receivers? I mean... Now everyone is, is an all-star, everyone's a pro bowler, everyone's a superstar, everyone's a five-star, wh- wh- whatever you want to attach to it. I don't get too caught up in that game. I don't think you do either, do you? <laughs> no. No. And, by the way, if you got caught up in that game, then Patrick Mahomes would have never taken a snap in an NFL game, because apparently the camp before his season when he was the starting quarterback, he was terrible by all accounts that were out there. So my point, I never get caught up in camp at all. What I'm intrigued by is the injuries, and when you start seeing a guy that hasn't practiced, you start hearing about somebody that um, has missed a few days or is away from the team. Now, Josh, those are the things that suddenly raise my antenna. Those are the things that that kind of get my radar rolling a little bit, because to me, the number one, number one thing is staying healthy, getting better. Installing all, yes, natural, obvious, right? But staying healthy, I mean, you don't want your season imploded by a freaking camp injury. It happened to the Vikings, what, five years ago with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Gosh, we saw it with Travis 18 last year. He gets hurt in camp. He might have got hurt before camp. Uh, We could go through a laundry list of Sooners, right, over the last few years. Trey Norwood, Caleb Kelly, you know, guys that get hurt in camp, and all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, okay, that kind of sucks. Josh, to me, like, and this is really probably spoiling camp storyline number one, but I, I feel like if you've listened to this show with any regularity, if you've listened to the Sooner Sports podcast with any regularity, if you listen to the big show back with any regularity, that's always been my number one, number one thing. I, I only care about a team staying healthy save your team sourced notes about who looks good and who has caught people's eye. I couldn't care less, Josh. I want my guys healthy and that's the most
1: important thing coming out of camp to me. No doubt that that's gigantic. It's always the biggest thing and just sort of, you know, adding on to that or going hand in hand with that. This is the time of year. It's the final couple of weeks of this time of the year. now that camp started Maybe we've kind of crossed that threshold, but you're just really kind of any bad news. You're trying to not see that bad news, and I say that in terms of arrest or off-the-field issues. Yes. I mean, anything that would negatively impact your roster, you don't want that. So just get to the start Whoa. of the season.
0: You know, I heard uh, I heard Kerry making this point the other day on his podcast, Kerry Murdoch, and it, it's a really good point. It kind of shows you where we are in kind of life, but you know, the fact that there hasn't been any of those issues for OU is nice. You know, when, when Brent Venables is up there to press conference uh, or whenever he's taking questions, it's not, hey, any update on you know, Mikey Henderson, what's going on with but I, I just already spaced on the wide receiver Trajan Bridges, Thank Seth you. McGowan, right? It's just. Those incidents are, so far, MIA, and, and you love to see it. You really, truly do. So you're right, Josh. I talk injuries, but the broader vision, anything that negatively impacts your roster. Because you're going to get a guy. Who's been a camp star for the last couple of years? This is a good, this is a good example right here. The internet superstar for Oklahoma in camp. Now, but the year, but Marcus Major was the internet superstar. Oh, my gosh, Marcus Major's going to play as a freshman. Not saying that he wasn't good. Not saying that he maybe didn't deserve an opportunity. But it just never materialized. We go back to spring a lot of time, right? There's always uh, There's always a spring guy that's like, gosh, man. Can't wait to see David Smith get that opportunity in the season. Now, it's nothing against David, but it's just the reality that, oh, Okay. All right. I mean, that, that summer into uh, – was it, was it 19 or was it 20? I can't remember because Marcus Major got hurt in uh, 2019. I mean, it's kind of irrelevant to the conversation, but the point is you have guys that always get gassed up, a term I like to use. And then when the season rolls around, they're just – they're not impact players. You have a guy that you see him maybe on campus or you see him around, and it's great that they look different and that they seem bigger. They seem so. Jordan Evans, to me, uh, was one of the great transformations physically that I saw from the end of one season to the next. I mean, just he looked like a different guy. But that doesn't matter until you see what happens on the field on game day. I'm not trying to S all over anyone's scoop or anything. That's just how I feel. And, and listen, I'm not saying my way is the right way, Josh. It's just – I, I I love camp. I love practices. I love knowing that football is here, but I also want to make sure that everybody stays healthy. And as you so eloquently put it, that roster isn't impacted negatively.
1: Yeah. Just get to the start of the football season, baby. Stay healthy. Get to the start. Let's play UTEP and away we go.
0: All right, it's uh ooh, look at the time. It's nine sixteen. When we come back, let's recap the night that was in sports. I don't feel like we have any loose ends to tie up from yesterday's show. I want to, by the way, one thing I did, I did throw out a tweet during the show about gassing up irrelevant Twitter feeds that got a little bit of juice last night. Uh, I'm talking about the stupid rankings that are out there. If anyone retweets, listen, I've, I've had to mute a lot of you for retweeting that person that covers the Browns in my timeline. I'm now anyone that either follows or retweets that stupid Texas tech site, the gaucho one that somehow I'm done. I'm out. I'm I'm done with you. Sorry. That's the final straw. That's it. Uh, Big game boomer was very much on that list, right? Very close. But he kind of reeled me back in with his brawl with Brandon Walker. I won't lie, but it's just, We spend so much time, we waste so much energy on social media fighting with irrelevant people. I had had a dude with one follower. And By the way, if you say you're a troll account and you have one follower, then that dude that's following you is probably the troll account. Be better at trolling. But I had some dude that's like trying to gas me up yesterday. I'm like, listen, that's the goal. I'm ignoring you. You're irrelevant. Stop engaging with irrelevant people on Twitter. They don't matter to you. They shouldn't. And, oh, well, he said something bad about Oklahoma. What does he know? What does she know? What do they know? Nothing. Well, he put our fan base last in his ranking. Yeah, his rankings are dumb. They're stupid. So just to kind of put a little clarity on that, I feel like that's the only loose end to tie up from yesterday's show. But we do have a lot of things that happened last night, including a little update on Deshaun Watson. Uh, We got a lot of talk on the football game from last night. Though I say a lot of talk. I'm a Raiders fan, so obviously I have a lot of talk about the game from last night. Mostly it's people that are uh, either mad that the Jaguars didn't play uh, Trevor Lawrence, so they didn't cover, or it's just people that are trying to make declarative statements about the Raiders' right tackle battle after last night. And we got five big camp storylines that we'll get to for the Sooners who start practice today. It's a busy Friday. Dan Soder at 11 a.m., Big Ten Preview at 10, coming up right here on The Ref. Oh, Whoa, that was really loud. Sorry. Welcome back to the Plank Show, right here on the Ref. Let me try that again. I was trying to play a highlight when we're coming back, but I didn't realize it was—it was like someone was playing Metallica in the other room.
1: all alone led his way in there. Jermaine Illuminor led the way, and for the first time here in 2022, the Raiders have a touchdown. Oh baby, here we go. That
0: like guy got the job over me. Whoa, Let me go. Is that what I'm supposed to do play-by-play? Is that what's going on here?
1: And for the first time in 2022, a fake touchdown for the silver and black. This is my guy, Jason Horowitz
0: on the Vegas Raiders radio network. Uh, You know what? It's funny. I'm sitting here talking about, I don't even know what the final score was from last night. Uh, Raiders went at 27 to 11, 27 to 11. Our Oklahoma Sooner tie, uh, Curtis Bolton had a tackle. Yeah, that was it. You got beat on a touchdown, and that was it. You didn't watch, though, did you? You weren't as engaged as I was last night.
1: No, and I actually feel kind of lousy about it. I meant to.
0: No, because I fell into that trap that I just got mad at everyone about. I fell into the, oh my gosh, this guy looked so good last night. They're (laughs) going to be unstoppable if he gets. Then you realize, oh, that's probably a guy that. If he's lucky, he's on the practice squad. Is one way to look at. Oh, it.
1: Oh, that's Kyle Sloter.
0: Um, yeah, that's remember. Remember, Kyle Sloater? Uh Dodger Blaine on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. It was just a preseason game. Settle down, Beavis. I don't feel like I've been too out of control.
1: No, you've been the, no, you've I been don't. calm. You've been tame. You've Let me been tell measured. you something.
0: If this would have been. The last, gosh, what's the best way to put it? If this would have been the previous like five or six years, then I might have been a little bit out of control this morning, right? Right. Team that hadn't been the playoffs, hadn't really played all that well since 2016. I might have been a little bit unbearable this morning. But, you know, working with you now every day, you've been someone that has You've been someone that has really shot down too much preseason hype. So, I'm I'm grateful for that, Josh. I'm grateful. Thank you for leveling my expectations whenever it comes to the preseason, or at least what I put into the preseason.
1: I know. I've I've taken this positive good thing that you had and just squashed it. And for that, I'm sorry.
0: True Sooner writes, What happened to Brent Musburger? That dude sounded like a college radio call. Well... In fairness, I have no problem with Jason Horowitz. Uh, I just don't. I don't know if he's ever called games before. <laughs> he's good looking. Good looking guy. he has got a good voice. Came highly recommended from Westwood One, so they they ran with him. Brent Musburger was uh, Brent Musburger re- essentially retired, is what happened. And no offense, but you and I have had this conversations. You and I have had this conversation before, Josh. And I, Britton Musburger's a legend. love him to death. He's my favorite of all time. But that was 30 years ago. Listening to that guy call a game, because I do listen to a lot of Raiders games, listening to him call the game was brutal. Brutal. You, It, it was, bless his heart, Yes, he had the great call, jackpot, baby, jackpot, great call, great touchdown call. But you never really knew what was going on. You never really knew the situation. Um, it would be a, a snap to car, car, sacked. I mean, that was literally it, – it, it, there was no call of what was going on around it. It was a great TV call. So I think they kind of – I think they kind of said, hmm, it's time to move in another direction. Uh, Kindle, Kindle writes, let me guess. Plank wasn't for the weigh-in looking like an MMA event? What? Have you listened to this show? Kindle? do you even know me?
1: Sounds like you're talking about me. And let me also say, I'm absolutely here for it.
0: I thought it was awesome. I thought it was one of the neatest things I've seen for a, a team that really hasn't been through a fall camp yet together. I, and if you're wondering what we're talking about yesterday on, I believe this started on Instagram, and then thankfully those who know I don't follow Instagram as much as I should, unless it's an Instagram reel. Um, but it got repurposed into my Twitter timeline, and they did their way. And in fact, if you go back, and you think about Tuesday, Brent Venables, when he was talking about, listen, I'm not going to focus on one individual, what did he say? He's like, hey, we got a weigh-in coming over the next few days, so you know we'll, we'll learn a lot about how they treat and what they do with their bodies. And basically, it looked to me, Josh, like the weigh-in was emceed by each coach of their position group, and, and they would introduce them up, and the whole place would go crazy. I, now, did anyone not get the weight that they were supposed to get? Because that would kind of be a downer. A
1: little bit of did, a buzzkill, right? Did, did anyone have
0: to go Daniel Cormier with the towel trick to make sure that they were at the weight they needed to be? I, I, I'm going to go. I don't think too many guys there were cutting weight, though, right? That's at least what it seemed. Everyone looked great. It was great.
1: And they were having fun with it. I, I thought it was great when Karsten Gruz came up and went nuts and everybody loved it. I mean, it's just fun to see that.
0: I thought it was electric. I thought it was awesome. It is. It was really, really cool. It was real. It was really well done. It was really cool. And yeah, uh, on the super secret textoso line, my man Rob has already checked in, and, and I like this. Uh, it was awesome. Coolest thing I've seen them do in a while. And Michael Turk is a beast. It it tells you something right about the commitment. When, when one of the more ripped dudes, and I'm, listen, I'm not getting too dramatic here, but when your punter's ripped, Josh, you know, there's not a lot of Pat McAfee's going around in the kicker-punter game. But Michael Turk is a guy, when you see him, you're like, okay, I can see that guy in WrestleMania. Let's go. But I thought it was really cool and really well done. Uh, a couple of other quick ones from the 405. It took the whole team to live to Schmitty. Schmitty built is definitely Schmitty built. I'll tell you what. I've made no bones about this. I've made this very clear. I love Jerry Schmidt, but as Teddy or Gabe or Dusty or anyone can point out, I've never been through a Schmitty workout, right? Nor should I be in the current physical state that I'm in. I'm getting there. Um, I I know Schmitty is the guy that is telling Jim Harbaugh stories and I'm learning about the game from and I'm watching just get fired up on the sidelines. I don't have to go through a workout with him. Maybe I'd feel different. But Schmitty grabbing a phone and doing a video, now that's something there, kids. That's definitely something different. Talking about how proud he was of the work they put in this offseason, I thought that was really cool. It shows it's a little different. But you're right, it did take the whole team to lift him up. (laughs) Uh, They do realize the workouts still keep going, right? It's not over. (laughs) Summer workout number one under Schmitty, but it gets a little little different, though. A little different, I think, in fall camp, obviously, than it is in summer. All right, good stuff. Great start on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. All right, when we come back, Josh Helmer, let's dive into what we view as top Sooner Camp storylines. Now – uh, Teddy and Tyler did a little bit of this yesterday. Are you kidding? It's it's pretty much the station. It's the shows. But when we come back, and a couple of these we've talked about out of Media Day this week, what we've identified is, is five major camp storylines for OU as fall camp starts today. Dan Soder at 11 a.m., 10 a.m., Big Ten Preview. This is The Plank Show. All right, uh, you guys, I want you to play along as well at... Four oh five six five one three four three nine also on Twitter Josh on rap at Plank show by the way, speaking of tying up loose ends from yesterday's show, there was quite the conversation on my Twitter feed, thanks to our buddy Steve Bullard, on future opponents for Oklahoma, and I found it to be I found it to be very intriguing seeing that. We're in a position that all of these future matchups are very much kind of in flux, right? Because, I mean, obviously the the future Oklahoma-Alabama matchup, it's going to be a conference game. But Josh, remind me in our 11 o'clock hour after we talked to Dan, I want to... I want to visit that. Like, like Steve put up, we got LSU and BAM on future schedules. Not sure while they're while we're still pretending that's going to happen. Get Wisconsin and Penn State schedule now. Interesting that set off a little fire, tweet storm. We'll get to it coming up a little bit later on in the program. But it's it's camp storyline time. Camp starts today. In fact, it's underway as we speak. And at 405-651-3439, hit us up with your biggest storyline. What, what are you intrigued by As camp starts, and what are you most interested in learning about? Now, you know, I'm going to spoil this. Number one, most important camp storyline, Josh, staying healthy. Number one, no injuries. No injuries. Nothing that negatively affects the roster. Big story, number one, Newcastle Casino, top five stories of the day, number one. It's, it's just always been the most important thing to me. H- historically, I go back, I think about one of the first teams I ever covered at the University of Tulsa. They had a running back named Reggie Williams, and I liked Reggie. And Reggie, uh, maybe old school TU fans can help me out. I think he had either a breakthrough freshman or spring season. And listen, those Tulsa teams, they, they weren't great, but they weren't bad, right? Those were pretty good football teams that they just couldn't afford any injuries, Josh. They had no depth they're 11 versus you're 11 they can hold their own they lose one of those guys they're in big trouble and reggie williams who was really set for a big season got hurt in camp he wasn't ever the same tulsa wasn't the same that year now i understand it. you start fast forwarding right i cover teams that have a little bit more depth and you can afford an injury or two here or there you have to deal with an injury or two it's just life it's football but let's get ourselves in a position where those injuries may later in the season, right? Whenever you've had more time to build guys up, I'm not saying you can schedule them. They're non-quantifiable. They're impossible to figure out, but Josh, number one, number one, to me, you got to stay healthy
1: and key guys got to stay healthy. I mean, look, we can schedule and slate injuries for later on, kick that can down the road. But ultimately, You know, knock on wood, not to freak anybody out on a Friday, but it's probably not good news if Dylan Gabriel gets hurt, right? You have some other options at quarterback, but you need Dylan Gabriel to be healthy to achieve what Oklahoma and fans want to achieve in 2022.
0: Preach, Josh Helmer. Preach. With that in mind, another big camp storyline, the backup quarterback battle. Now, you are on record. As saying of the six scholarship... Well, I don't know if all of them are scholarship. I apologize. Of the six quarterbacks on the roster, we know Gabriel's the starter. You have Bevel, Bowens, Rucker, Booty, and Evers. You feel like Nick Evers is going to be the guy?
1: I think, yeah, Nick Evers will wind up being the backup quarterback. I'm just basing that on nothing other than... Nick Evers is a four-star talent <laughs> that signed with Oklahoma. Nice. And Oklahoma clearly wanted him and look they made a, a big big late press at him right before signing day last year they got him and that's that's your future right? That's a big piece of your future is Nick Evers. So that's sort of where I'm at with it. I just think he's the most talented of that group.
0: Yeah. Well, I as soon as this show uh, wrapped up And this is going to be a horrible out of context, but I I had someone that texted me that said, don't sleep on booty. Now, I don't know if they were trying to be funny, but then I had someone else text me and say, I wouldn't be surprised at all if General Booty's the backup. So, thankfully, Jeff Lebby was asked about General Booty during his press conference on Tuesday.
2: Yeah, adaptability, right? That's a huge deal, especially at that position, being able to walk into a room and everybody look at you and say, hey, I believe in this guy. And General's got that about him. So he's been put in a bunch of different situations. Again, it's not at this level, but it's a kid that had to move around, had to bounce around, had to find a way to make it work, and he's made it work, and now he's ended up here, and he's got a great opportunity, and he's done everything he can up to this point to make the most of it.
0: Here's what I hope. Here is my – if I have one wish this Christmas season, Josh Helmer, it is that we never have to worry about who the backup quarterback is for Oklahoma Sooner football this year. It's that, for the most part, Dylan Gabriel is healthy. And the only time we figure out who said backup might be is whenever is up 42-0 to, t- to zero in the third quarter. But when you have that many dudes, I'm sure they would like some separation. I brought this up yesterday. How do you get these guys reps, Josh? How do you get them all reps? You don't. So, I'm with you. I think Evers, if it was, and I remember, you know, you have the rule now. You play four games and have the red shirt. Uh, Bevel had looked okay, whatever he played in the bowl game for Pitt last year. Um, I've always been a big fan of what Micah Bowens could po- possibly bring. Uh, Unfortunately, it's never really materialized. I think we go back to last year's spring game, and I was intrigued to see if there might be some sort of um, playbook for Micah Bowens with his speed. But bottom line, it's going to be a battle. We know who number one is, Dylan Gabriel. To me, backup
1: quarterback, big storyline of camp. Am I making too much of this? Are you with me? No, it's one of my five, too. It's important. They need to identify who their backup quarterback is. Of Of course it's imperative.
0: By the way, the the first, the first uh, few tweets in. We are going to have a booty backup. Patrick writes, "Can't wait for the chance. We want booty." And then there was this on it, just real quick. Nick Evers doesn't have a chance at the backup spot. He wasn't good at all in the spring game. I know it's one game, but Booty throws better. I did Booty. Throw, did General Booty play in the spring game? I, I I'm I'm trying to remember. I don't remember, but. I mean, I don't know that booty throws better than Nick Evers. And Nick Evers is a guy that should have been a high school senior during the spring game. so And was a high school essential senior. I mean, that's age-wise and where he was. He enrolled early. So I'm not going to get too carried away gauging anything on what happened in the spring game. But love the instant reaction to one camp storyline. All right, camp storyline number four. We already know number five and number one. Who develops on the defensive line, right? And I guess in that you include the edge rusher, right? I mean, at least I do. There's been a lot of positive buzz this offseason about an Ethan Downs. A lot of positive buzz about his development. A guy like Marcus Stripling. Wow, I think if you're going to be a good team, Josh, Marcus Stripling has to have a good year. You know, there's freshmen that you hope can end up redshirting this year and like an R. Mason Thomas uh, a Grayson Helton, uh, Halton, among others, Cedric Roberts. But I keep, and it, was, it made me feel a little better whenever I heard Josh McQuishan mention R. Mason Thomas the other day because I keep hearing his name brought up. But the success of this unit is going to be anchored in a guy like a Jalen Redman and the continued development, obviously, of a Josh Ellison, a Jordan Kelly, and my, a guy that I dig on, the, on that defensive line is Isaiah Coe. Had the ankle injury last year, had looked really good. I'm a big Isaiah Coe guy, Josh. I think the defensive line, I don't know if you want to use the term rotation anymore, but I think the battles for playing time in there, it's, it's one of the more fascinating storylines just with the numbers there. And, oh, let's not forget in a Kelvin Gilliam, you have a very high-profile recruit that had a year of learning. And Bill Beanbow, whenever he individually pointed out a young guy that caught his eye last year, he mentioned Kelvin Gilliam.
1: It would be gigantic if Kelvin Gilliam can take that big step forward. Now he's had that year in the program. You're right. He was a highly touted recruit, blue chipper for Oklahoma. I agree. I think Isaiah Cove did some really nice things last season when healthy. So, yeah, you, you've got a nice little starting block there. I think you've got – you have star power in Jalen Redmond. And then beyond that, it's filling the rest of it out, right? Is uh, Is it going to be – Kelly and Cohen Ellison. I mean, is that kind of your main four right there? Or will a Gilliam take that leap forward that we're talking about? Can one of these other young signees that you've brought in, I mean, can they surprise you? Defensive tackle, I don't know that that's necessarily the position group that we look at and say, you know, early arrivals in the spring or true freshmen in general, typically are you know, position to really help you at the defensive tackle position. But if you could get a contribution here and there from one of these younger guys, that would be a big bonus. Exactly. Exactly. Backup quarterback, defensive
0: line, staying healthy. We got two more. Let's do them after the break. You got a problem with any so far? You feel good? I like them. Yeah, no, I think uh, they're all good. We got two more. To get to and there's many many more i mean we could and we will uh do hours upon hours of content on how these storylines are developing and what's kind of caught our eye but when we come back there's two other key battles that i think are so intriguing that we'll get into next on the plank show uh, good point on the air comfort solutions text line you're following along playing along on our camp storyline conversation to wrap up hour number one don't forget about Jeffrey Johnson, the Tulane transfer on the D-line. You're right. Thank you. Yes, you're right. I don't know why I always forget about Jeffrey Johnson. I think, I think he might be a captain this year. I think when you start thinking about dudes, that captain conversation, a good Wednesday for next week, Josh, I think that there's a really good chance Jeffrey – I think you might have two transfers as captains. I think Dylan Gabriel and Jeffrey Johnson are gonna be captains. I think did I say Dylan Gabriel? You did. yes. okay. <laughs> this show, so I, I, I'll tell you what kind of morning it's been. I don't think I put coffee in my actual coffee maker. I think I just had hot water for my first drink of the day. But I think Marvin Mims is in that mix. i I mean if 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 you're gonna be at one of the most important positions, you hoping Andrew Rame is? I don't know. He's still very young as far as playing career is concerned. I think that Woody Washington's got a shot, obviously, at Sean White. But I'm glad you brought up Jeffrey Johnson because I think he's in that conversation. All right. Uh, two other positions. We're talking about the – what did I just say? Two other positions slash storylines. We're talking about our top five camp storylines for the Sooners this year. We had backup D-line, our backup quarterback – Defensive line, uh, staying healthy, no injuries, and you're going to have injuries, but no negative influences on the roster. But how about the safety slash secondary? And everyone's been talking about Billy Bowman and understandably so with his off season. In fact, here was Brandon Hall on Friday or excuse me, on Tuesday talking about Bowman. I think he's done a really good job. You know, he's
2: he's confident and he's got a great desire. Um, you know, everybody knows he's athletic, he's explosive, he has all the traits of being a great football player and, and, and I mean he shows up every day hungry, ready to work and and uh, I, I expect Billy to do great things at Oklahoma. I really do. I, I think he's got a great temperament and, and uh, He's, he's very confident, very quiet, but at the same time, he's he's, he's going to be a good football player. He, he loves the game.
0: Yeah, and again, I think the question was also asked about, hey, listen, here's a guy that went through some stuff last year. Did you feel like you needed to build him up a little mentally heading into this year?
2: Not necessarily. I mean, they've been extremely successful here, you know, and, and I, I think for him it's me getting to know his personality, him getting to know my personality, and, and just there was, you know, just there's there's always a a, 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 you know in change there's always a time in there where you're still trying to figure out each other and how to communicate um you know non-verbally as much as verbally you know what i'm saying and and you know any any time you know whether you're a quiet guy or a loud guy or whatever that is really understanding those cues of you know and and i think that's where we've made the most growth but since the day that i stepped on campus billy's i mean He's done nothing but really good things. He's a really good student. Uh, again, he does a lot, He's a leader in the weight room. He's you know he's always competitive, trying to be the best that he can. Beat everything that he does. And like I said, he's a great person.
0: Trey Morrison in that mix. Obviously, we talk about Key Lawrence. There's the the Louisville kid, Kenai Walker. CJ Colton's more of a corner. I mean, will Jordan Mukes end up being in that conversation? Will Justin Harrington end up being in that conversation? I just – I don't know, Josh Helmer. I think that there's a lot of intrigue in that defensive secondary for the Sooners, specifically the safety position and the
1: transfers. Yeah, I'm I'm just really curious across the board in the defensive backfield how these transfer additions are going to work into the equation. We feel good. Like at corner, you might have a couple of starters coming back in both D.J. Graham and Woody Washington – but C.J. is somebody that broke up ten passes last year. I get that it's at Wyoming and this is Oklahoma and it's a step up. But man, somebody that can break up that many passes, okay? That they're probably going to have a chance here. Can I Walker is someone that Louisville was really, really high on. Trey Morrison can sort of move around and play a bunch of different places. So where is he going? To factor in and then you've got all these different young players for Oklahoma one of them right there Billy Bowman that you're super excited about what the future might look like Key Lawrence we saw some real real flashes uh, as a youngster last season when he was particularly playing safety so how all of that comes together in the defensive backfield I think that's one of the biggest storylines of camp is how does all of that mesh together
0: and there you go what do we miss Oh, one more, right tackle, sorry. I forgot, there's five here. Come on, Plank, get your numbers right. Right tackle. Last year at this time, we all felt the same way, didn't we not? Wanya Morris, this is Wanya Morris' year at right tackle. Wanya Morris, and it never materialized. Does it this year? Wanya Morris, right tackle. Is it, is it one of the newcomers? Does it, you know, Bill Beanbow teaches versatility on that offensive line? Is it a Tyrese Robinson situation or a Cody Ford where a guy's a guard for a while, but kicks out to tackle Drew Samia did, did all of them. I don't know. I just, I want to believe Josh, everything that I've heard about Wanya Morris, because if, if he is that dude, man, that relieves a lot of stress in that uh, offensive line room.
1: Well, and then all of a sudden you're talking about, you have some pretty good depth. Sure. Got Anton Harrison and Wanya Morris to start. And then, I don't think Savion Bird and others are slouches behind you there.
0: Camp starts today for the University of Oklahoma. There are some storylines we'll be keeping our eye on right here on The Plank Show. Quick break. We'll come back. We're previewing the Big Ten, getting your instant reaction on the Air Comfort Solutions text line next.